Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 108, which we are recording on Monday, February 15th, 2016. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. This episode is sponsored by Cooperative Press. Thank you, Cooperative Press. Yeah, thank you. We have some books of theirs to review later in the episode. But I wanted to say thank you to all of you who are listening because Charlene and I, before we turned on the recording, we're talking about how anxious we've been kind of just me today and in general the last couple of days. Just general stress. Yeah, and how we were looking forward to sitting down and recording because it's just such a blissful, relaxing event for us to chat with each other, know that we're kind of chatting with you too. And thank you for listening because I really needed this today. Yes, I do too. What are you wearing? I was wearing my Inner Peace shawl by Hohi Locatelli. Gail pointed out that I've probably talked about that shawl in the past before because it does tend to be one that I reach for a lot. And today, even though currently it's quite warm out, it was chilly this morning. So I've been putting it on, taking it off, putting it on, taking it off, just because I love the shawl so much itself. It is a tri... No, it's not a triangular shawl. Why did I start saying that? It's in... Oh, it's got lots of points on it. I don't know how many points, but it's it's generally triangular in shape. Crescent, maybe. Yeah, but it has little kind of crescent Okay, but yeah. it has little points. And then it's got a ribbed edging that's shaped with short rows and kind of little dangling fringes that is knit on as you go. It's a very fun little shawl. And I knit mine in Anzula Cloud, which is a luscious blend of merino cashmere nylon that just easily lends itself to squishiness and feeling it. And <laughs> it's very lovely. And that certainly didn't help, it certainly didn't hurt to yep. make the project more precious to me. What is the name of that yarn? Do you remember? Wasn't it like something to do with an elephant? Oh, the colorway is elephant. Yes. Oh, okay, that's why. The yarn is Anzula Cloud. Cloud is the name of the base from Anzula. Yeah, it's very pretty grays. Very Charlene. It's really nice. And it's a very generous 575 yards to a skein. So oh, it's enough to make those shawls that are just a little above the 400 or 450 mark you know how sometimes you have a shawl pattern and it calls for 450 and maybe you have a skein that's 420 or 450 and you don't know if there's really going to be enough so yeah so this one was really nice because i i was calm and i didn't worry that i was going to run out and with that one, is it light fingering or is it fingering? It is light fingering. Okay, so that's how yeah. you get so many yards to yeah. skein. It's actually a 114 gram skein. Okay. So, yeah. So how about you? What are you wearing? I'm only wearing a tank top and a skirt <laughs> because it is really warm in Santa Cruz lately. It's depressing me because it's February and I really want to be wearing my knitwear. And I'm kind of mad at the weather because it's <laughs> cheating me out of knitwear season. And I'm really disappointed about this. I was so enjoying wearing all the things. Yeah. And now it's boiled down to basically just wearing hats because it's been kind of windy. So if I take Lucy for a walk, for example, I'll put on a hat and pretty much only fingering weight hats because anything heavier than that is too warm. So here's the season we're supposed to be knitting our big, thick, heavy <laughs> yarn and wearing all the snuggly sweaters and using all the snuggly blankets. And yeah, I'm in a tank top and flip-flops. Yeah. Wah, wah. And 
<laughs> For the record, though, we did have about six weeks of sweater weather this year, this season, this this winter season. It is still winter, as opposed to only one last season. So that's true. That's true. So yeah, and my- they say it should be getting cold again, but I don't know if I believe it. Well, Mike was quote teasing me unquote earlier today. I put quotes around that because I don't know if it was really teasing after all about how, well, you know, we are in late spring now and all the trees are blooming right now. The cherry trees they and plum are. trees. Everything and is beautiful. Yeah. Everything just looks so beautiful, mm-hmm. but it's just too early. Yeah. So definitely is. thus I'm not wearing anything hand knit. Very sorry. But this episode is brought to you by Cooperative Press. Cooperative Press has almost 60 independently published books for knitters and crafty business people. Among Cooperative Press's most recent books are Spilly Jang Knits Mittens and Cast Iron, Cast On, which pairs seasonal knitting patterns and recipes. Cooperative Press is all about bringing the kinds of books we think knitters will enjoy to life and paying our authors a higher royalty than any other publishing house. Find us online at cooperativepress.com. And thank you, Cooperative Press, for sponsoring us. And what are you stocking? I'm stocking a few things this week. If you remember last episode, I talked about how I was in a very sweater place. (laughs) You are. You've been knitting so many sweaters. I've just been, yeah, I've been really addicted to the sweaters. And this warmer weather that we mentioned has made me think of lace weight sweaters once Ooh, again fun <laughs> and i have a couple skeins of lace weight yarn that i know i have in my stash but somehow never made it to my ravelry stash area and i know exactly how that happens it's because when you have a sweater quantity of lace weight it's often only one big skein or two it's not like a, a big whole, bag of yeah, yarn. Container full. You you have one skein, maybe two, and they're generally eight hundred plus yards a skein. So a sweater quantity of lace is a lot smaller. And I know I have a couple, but they're not in my Ravelry stash area. So I need to go searching through my yarn chest and see what's in there in terms of lace weight. But the one sweater that I keep going back to, and I I know I've talked about this one before, but now it's the season. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Dar, and it's by Bristol Ivy. It's a lace weight, open front cardi. It's knit, part of it is knit side to side, and part of it, I believe, is seamed. The pattern page on Ravelry lists sideways and seams so though i don't have the pattern yet it looks like maybe you knit three pieces one for the body and maybe two for the sleeves and then put those together or perhaps you knit the body and then pick up for the sleeves i'm not entirely sure but it's lace weight and it's got some kind of subtle pattern texture in the lace maybe a a knit pearl variant type 
Time. She always has cool construction and, oh, that's pretty. Yeah, that I'm looking for it, it on my computer. Yeah, and it <gasps> makes it look very subtly striped. Yeah, that's pretty. So I really like this one. And I know I have a navy blue sweater quantity of dragonfly fibers. Oh, that's right. And I know I have that one skein of Madeline Tosh lace that I bought, mm, I think, at the end of last summer. But I don't know if I have enough of the Madeline Tosh. It, it's all hinging on that. So that sweater is probably in my future. And then second thing I'm stocking, despite the fact that I really am in this sweater place, I fell really hard for the new pattern by Hohi Locatelli. <laughs> Surprise! You're not the only person. <laughs> yeah. So Hohi Locatelli previously had a three-color cashmere cowl that was just an incredible runaway success. Everybody wanted to make that one, and I made that one last February. So it was exactly a year ago when I made it, because I made it for a booth sample for what Western oh, Sky great. is. So hopefully I'll get to see my cowl Yeah, this Stitches West. So now there's the three-color cashmere shawl. And, of course, it just made me want to drop everything and start knitting it. But I don't have three yarns and stash that are appropriate. So that's the one thing that saved me from dropping everything and casting it on. But, oh, shit, Stitches West is this week, so. And I do have oh. one skein of Tosh Merino Light in Chartreuse, which I just pulled out from the chair and showed Gail, which is that, why she That's what elicited the nod, yes. And that's pretty. it looks, for all the world, almost the same color that Hohe uses in her sample. That's ghoulish by Miss Babs. Right. So I am, oh, I'm wavering. I love this color. That would be so pretty. And I do want to make one of these items with it, the three color cowl or the three color shawl i'm not sure this one is the one i want to make the shawl i i kind of have it in my head to do the shawl out of subtler colors oh okay a more neutral yes a more neutral shawl I and then maybe a <laughs> bright cowl because i've never gone back and made the cowl for Again. myself mm -hmm. although for the past year it's been in my head that I've wanted to do so. And then when I got this yarn back in April at the retreat, that was the immediate plan that I was going to make, use this for the three color cowl. So I may stick with that. And then darn, I'd have to shop for three <laughs> yarns that go together for the shawl. So that could happen. You heard it here. Yep. I have a, I have a feeling it's gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that stay night, tuned. the night after, so the pattern came out and a couple people mentioned it in the What Are You Stalking thread, mm -hmm. and I just read it quickly and thought it was three-color cowl, oh. didn't see that it was three-color shawl. shawl, so when you texted me that night, oh my gosh, have you seen Hoey's <laughs> new shawl? I dropped everything to go see what this was, and it is really stunning. I just love it. It's so pretty, I and you know how it. soft and luxurious it's going to be if you use the cashmere blends yeah because so my, we'll see my cows with the cashmere nice yarns that are just so soft yeah <sighs> that's that's a fun thing to shop for because you can buy three different colors you mm -hmm. get to, you get to play with color i get to play with 
texture in the sense, or fiber, I should say, in the sense that I can pick what fiber I want. So, well, and it'll be fun. Kim and Heather of Western Sky Knits are going to have their single ply fingering. That's a merino silk yes, blend. So, and that is lovely. Yeah, that would be perfect. I see it sitting there. <laughs> and then the third thing that I've been stocking is just a fun little funny project, I should say. Fun and funny. It's called Scowl. And it's an unusual little pattern by Sandy Peters, who is a new-to-me designer. She has a couple of patterns up on Ravelry. I've never noticed them before, but the scowl is basically a big tube that's knit out I of saw that fingering weight yarn. Down. Yeah, it's knit out of fingering weight yarn, but at a very loose gauge. I believe she uses a size US 11 needle which is eight millimeters so it's a big needle and you knit this fingering white yarn into a tube first way you can wear it you kind of pull on the tube lengthwise and you can wear it as a traditional scarf because you end up it's a long tube you end up with something that's long enough to wear as a traditional scarf but because it is knit at such a loose gauge you can also pull it horizontally and end up with a cowl that you can also pull over your head as an optional hood as well. So scowls, combo scarf cowl, I guess. <laughs> I like it. I like those multifunctional pieces. Mm -hmm. I think it's fun. I don't know how practical this is. I don't, I also am not sure if it's something that any yarn could do just knit at a loose gauge, although I suspect if you knit it loose enough, you probably yeah. can. The particular yarn she uses is a silk cashmere blend, and it only takes, let's see, well, she says 400 to 600 yards. So depending what yarn you're using, one to two skeins of fingering weight. I'm not sure if there's a small... Yeah, it looks like 400 yards of fingering weight, and then if you want a longer scarf, you can use this, uh, more to make it, bump it up to 600 yards. So depending how big you want, it could be an easier project or a more luxurious one, but it just looks kind of fun and funky at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I like that fun and funky combination. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And because it is something that basically is just knit in a tube. I don't think there's, there's no, it doesn't look like there's any fancy stitch pattern to it. It could be something that you could use with one of those variegated or speckled yarns that oh, we've been talking yeah. about. We've been talking about patterns in a thread in our Ravelry group for folks looking for something to use with their speckled yarns. And I think you could use it for this. I think it would work well yeah that would be pretty yeah yeah so that's what i'm stocking how about you what are you stocking well i'm stocking a couple things one is a stuffed animal called bugle the baby elephant which is a new release by susan claudino i love her little softies and this is just a little teeny tiny elephant that Aww. is the cutest thing and one of my knitting friends just found out she's pregnant and she also has a daughter who I think today is her third birthday. Oh, nice. And so I was thinking of knitting one in worsted and one in a lighter oh, weight yarn. Oh, to get yarn. two different sizes. Yeah, yeah so cute. one for the sister who's mm -hmm. older and one for the baby 
who's on the way. So nice. that's one of my current things that I'm stalking. And it's just adorable. The pattern page shows it in a very cute, variegated yarn. And it's just adorable. It's irresistible. So that's the first thing. The second thing I'm stalking is sock yarn blankets. Okay, you guys know who you are who are out there knitting sock yarn blankets right now. Jen and others of you who have tempted me over to the dark side. I've been considering doing this for a long time. And I keep thinking I don't want to get myself into one of these long-term blanket projects that might drive me crazy. Have I talked about this already? I don't think I have. I don't know. Okay. I've talked about it online with various people. So <laughs> Prairie Girl Danny has is knitting one that she did a gray border on two sides of each. Okay, let me backtrack a second. So sock yarn blanket, it's a mitered square blanket. So you use scraps of sock yarn to knit these little tiny squares and you pick up stitches along the squares to join them as you go so you don't do any seaming they're all knit together and it would take me years to complete it but i've always been put off by the fact that it's a riot of color with no borders so my log cabin blankets that i've knit i will do a very high contrast border around every square which to me gives it just enough visual breakup in the pattern that my eyes don't get tired looking at it, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. So the sock yarn blankets with the mitered squares, I love them, I think they're beautiful, but for me personally, they were just too much color all mishmashed together. Mm -hmm. So Prairie Girl Danny has done a dark gray border on two sides of her squares, which means that there's a gray border around every square when they're knit together, and it's stunning so go check it out it's really pretty and so i've been looking at various versions of mitered square blanket patterns which there are tons of them out there and most of them are free and they have various ways of doing the decrease for the mitered square and so i'm trying to find the one that i like the best and then i'm going to knit a gray border on each so that's the segue into the last thing i'm stocking which is vendors for Stitches West. Oh. So this week is Stitches West. Charlene and I will be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And top of my list are four skeins of dark gray fingering weight yarn mm. for the border on a sock yarn blanket and four squares of a light, four skeins of a light gray for my DK weight pixeled, painted pixels crocheted blanket that I'm making. So I've been steadily making more squares of those and it's going to be lovely. Mm -hmm. And I want a light gray border on that one, dark gray border on the sock yarn blanket. So nice. those are two things high up on my shopping list for stitches. And I just can't wait. I have a whole list on my phone. I've been putting it on my phone so that I have, I don't know how many of you are like this, but I make lots of lists with pen and paper and then the lists are scattered everywhere. So when I actually go to buy things wherever on the list going, or wherever, yeah. I can't find the list or the list is in five different places. So this time I thought I'm going to make the list on my phone because I know I'll have my phone with me because, you know, that's you just what you do. You want to take you. pictures and you want to do all the things. So it's on my phone this time. I have so many lists on my phone. I can't I tell have, you how many lists I I've, have on my phone. I only have the stitches list. I also have my Rose City Rollers notes. Oh, yeah. In a memo on my phone. Uh -huh. And I have one other thing. I can't remember what it is. So I don't have too many lists on my phone. I have a lot. 
all mine are on paper and pen. And that's why I can't find them when I need them. You know, you get to the store and you don't have your shopping list because it's at home. Mm-hmm. There you go. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to a lot of vendors at Stitches West. And you guys know we love Western Sky Knits. You know we love Dragonfly Fibers. There are a lot of vendors that I'm looking forward to seeing again, but Pigeon Roof Studios is going to be there this year, and she wasn't last year. And I'm really looking forward to seeing Kristen and her yarns, Krista and her yarns, and buying some. So she's one of the top ones on my list, too. So I'm practically (laughs) rubbing my hands together. I'm just so excited. It's going to be so much fun. We are both rubbing our hands together. We just can't wait. We're like little kids. I mean, it's the adult version of going to Disney World or going, you know, waiting for Christmas or waiting for something that you've been looking forward to for so long. It's the adult version of that. It's the highlight of our fiber year. It is. (laughs) And I was saying to my husband the other day, he was saying, oh, that's right. You're not going to be here next week. You'll be at Stitches with Charlene. And I said, I wish that you had something in your life where you have your <laughs> your your focus on all these things that you love and there are people there who you just can't wait to see and all that. And he just looked at me like I was insane. So <laughs> not his thing. So, oh, that's funny. There you go. So what have you been knitting? I have been so monogamous once again on knitting my Riley cardigan. I am so excited with Yay. how this one is working out. I tried it on for Gail. Oh, it's awesome. Before we started recording, and she loved it too. So that makes me even more excited because I actually think I have the possibility of finishing it before we go to stitches. Yeah, it looks like you can. It's making me want to knit that with one of my sweater quantities of Neighborhood Fiber Company rustic fingering. I have the gray. It's very tempting. Yeah, it's really lovely. I like it. So Riley, I talked about it last episode as well. It is a cardigan designed by Suvi Simola. It's a slightly oversized boxy pullover with drop sleeves. And it's got a lace panel down the back, a high-low hem, and buttons down the front. And I knit mine in Dragonfly Fibers, Genie Sock, in a gray that is called Birch. And it's quite lovely. It's quite soft. The Genie Sock is an MCN, which means it's a Merino Cashmere Nylon Blend. And what else should I say? I am on the second sleeve as we speak. I've finished the first sleeve. After this, I'll have to put the buttons on and block it. And she found buttons in her button stash. And I'm using buttons from my button stash. I'm going to get creative. I don't have enough of one color, but I have a a style of button that I have two colors, and both colors go with the sweater. So I haven't figured out if I'm going to alternate buttons or if I'm going to put one button of one color on the top and the rest. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be fine. (laughs) It'll be cute. It'll be really cute. And I'm excited that I found buttons because going to the button store is always difficult for me. I 
too many choices. Once I'm faced with so many choices, it either takes hours or I revert to the simple shell button. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have to mention too, the last time we were at our button store was oh, just yes. two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We got to meet Ann Ginger, who is AG so-and-so on Ravelry. She's been a kind of newish addition to the Yarniacs podcast group on Ravelry, and she's fantastic she lives in Pebble Beach, which mm-hmm. is about an hour south of us, mm-hmm. and she needed to pick up a zipper and some ribbon, and our local fabric store is the closest to her that had anything she could use. So, hey, it was perfect, and she is positively delightful, super fun to hang out with, and thank you so much, Anne, for coming down to see us. Yes. So she got to see the that beautiful button selection at Hearts. Yes, <laughs> that's true. That's true. So that... Because of my monogamy, this is the only thing I have been knitting. How about you? What have you been knitting? Well, did I tell you the story about my grandma's buttons that I got? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I don't didn't know. tell you. Oh, okay. Oh, I think you did, but I don't think you said it on, on the, the podcast. podcast. Yeah. Okay. My grandmother died a few years ago. And my grandfather, I think most of you know, just died last October. And so the eight children who are left have been sorting through all the contents of the house and, you know, parsing it out and doing what you do. And I was there recently and they asked me, is there anything you want? And I said, oh gosh, no, you know, do your thing, whatever. And then a few minutes later I said, wait a second, if there is a button box left from grandma, I would love some of grandma's buttons. And my aunt said, oh, I found one and I'm keeping it, but I think I found another one. And then my mom came over with this tin of buttons that were my grandmother's. So I have a treasure of buttons that were my grandmother's buttons. And it was the coolest thing ever. So I have her ginger shears and I have a button box of hers. Can you guys tell that Gail is talking with a big smile on her face? (laughs) It's the coolest thing. It is seriously the coolest thing. That's really neat. Yeah, super, super fabulous. And my mom, so I told you the story about her bringing my grandfather's hat that I knit for him back to me. And when she recently brought me, it might've been the same day as the button box, a bookmark that my grandmother asked me to cross stitch for her that she subsequently had framed and had been in the bathroom for years and my mom brought that back to me too so it's sitting it's up on the wall next to my desk right now and it makes me happy every day so that's the button story (laughs) so what am i actually knitting well just before we started recording i cast on for arabella which is a sweater by ann mccauley that I have talked about stocking many, many, many times on the podcast, and I finally cast on. So I cast on for the sleeves, and I'm gonna knit both sleeves at the same time. The sweater is knit in pieces and seamed, so I figured that the sleeves would be a perfect social knit for stitches Mm -hmm. because I won't have very many things to keep track of. They're just stockinette. I have to figure out that for myself, what I can take to knit yeah that doesn't require a lot of thought right (laughs) exactly so arabella by ann mccauley the second thing that i'm knitting is hermione's everyday socks so yep i'm knitting more socks i'm going to be a capital s sock knitter pretty soon i am knitting with nitpicks felici sock yarn in a colorway called sweetheart which is pink white various colors of pink and a very light pink that's almost white Super, super, super pretty yarn. I love it. And that's working for several of the knit-alongs that I've mentioned before. So Just One More Row is doing 12 socks in 2016. 
Sassy Pants Knitter is doing the Knit Your Balls knit along. And this month, because it's February, she's doing pink and red. And I think she just added purple to the list. So mm. perfect colors for that knit along. And Double Knit Podcast, Erin and Jessica, are doing an inspired by knit along right now where you can be inspired by anything that's a movie or a book or TV show kind of thing. So Hermione from Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So it works for all the things. That's a free pattern by Erica Lauder, and it's been knit thousands upon thousands of times. So it's a very popular pattern. It's a super easy four-row repeat. And yeah. you've knit it, have I you? I think I have. I was trying to remember. I don't remember if I've made more than one pair. I may have knit it twice, but it's pretty easy. Okay, so maybe that can be social knitting it stitches as yeah. well. I only got as far as the cuff on the very first sock. I was mm-hmm. knitting it wrestling. Max is a wrestler oh, now, right. and I was at his. We were at his first tournament last week, which is deafeningly loud. So I was having a hard time concentrating on the tiny needles and tiny yarn with all the noise around me. And then it was more fun to watch the wrestlers anyway. So <laughs> yeah. that worked out really well. So those are the things that I'm knitting. Not too many, but that's because I have a lot of FOs. Well, I think you can just keep going because I have not finished anything, and I know you have. I have. I've finished lots of little things. The first one is the Ice River Hat, which is a pattern by Helen Stewart. It was from her Knitvent 2015 collection. And everything that I've finished is a huge tribute to the Love Your Stash movement slash knit along that we've had going since the beginning of 2015 because everything is deep stash and boy did that feel good so the ice river hat is a pattern that calls for bulky weight yarn and i had a skein of dk weight yarn that i helped doubled and it is spirit trail fiberworks hold up which is a merino cashmere angora blend it is pure heaven to knit with and it's been discontinued. So that's what I get for waiting to knit yarn that I bought in 2013. <laughs> it is no longer being made, which is sad. And the hat was a super, super fun knit. I think I knit it in one evening. And it's just a very easy cable pattern that is pretty. There's, I mean, it's a little beanie. It's just a nice, charming little yeah. hat. It would work for men and women. There's nothing particularly male or female no. about it. It's pretty unisex, and it's super warm and cute. So I like that one. Good job, Helen. The second hat I knit, oh my gosh, as soon as I pulled it off the needles yesterday, I had to text Charlene right away, and I went running around the house showing my kids and my husband. I was like, look at this hat. It's amazing. It is so pretty. Oh my gosh. And I even told my friend Melissa when we were running this morning, I had to tell her all about it. And apparently I was so animated when I told her. She was laughing and she said, you're even making me smile. And I can imagine how the yarn felt in your hands. So there you go. This one is the Wonder Wander hat by Megan Williams of the Stockinet Zombies. Thank you, Megan, because she, at the end of 2015, gave this pattern away for free. She has a hat with matching mittens and you could get one or the other free. And I got the hat. It's color work. And it's a geometric pattern that at the top where the decreases happen turns into like a chevron pattern. It's so cool. It It's just really, really beautiful. The color work is amazing. And I think the yarn that I picked plays a big part in that because I used Madeline Tosh DK Twist. 
in a discontinued colorway called window pane and it's a beautiful blue that is just slightly tonal it's very light and i used onyx which is a tonal black and it is so pretty together it's just so pretty so very fun knit it was super fun color work there is never a time where you have to wrap your floats which means if you don't know much about color work if you're knitting with two colors of yarn it's only two colors if you have a stretch where you only use one color for seven or more stitches the second color that you're carrying behind floats behind the work and it's a long stretch of yarn that's easy to either catch your fingers on or sometimes if you're knitting it too tightly it can cause the work to pucker so what people often do is wrap their floats, which means that you kind of twist the yarn on itself so that that float isn't sticking out for you to catch your fingers in, for example. Well, this hat, there's never a space of more than five stitches where you're carrying one color in the back. So you never have nice. to wrap your floats. It's awesome. That changes at the top where there are decreases. There are some places where you have to wrap your floats, but it was just a really fun color work pattern. I highly recommend it. Even if you've never done color work before, it was not difficult at all. So loved it a lot. The one thing I would say, and Uli, who is Mommy Knits, she just knit this and said the same thing. It's kind of tall. So I omitted a whole repeat in the size I knit, which was the medium size. And it's still a little bit tall for my head. And I think I have a smaller than average head but I do have to fold the brim to make it into a beanie. So if I was to knit this again, I would omit even more somehow, but super, super fun. I can't wait to knit this again. I'm already thinking of how I can do some math through and knit it in fingering weight, <laughs> thinking if I cast on for the larger hat, the larger size in a smaller, with a smaller needle, I could easily do this in fingering weight. So super duper love this hat. It's fabulous. Wonder Wander by Megan Williams. And then I also finished my Spectrum. So I was knitting this the last time we recorded. It's the shawl by Hohi Locatelli from her Authentic Collection. It's a two color shawl that's knit from one tiny point and gets longer or wider as you go, striped with two colors. And it is so much fun to knit. I have a feeling that the yarns I chose for this also were part of the magic of this knit. And the yarns in this case are Desert Vista Dye Works Voir Base. It's a gradient and it's called the Two Knitlet Chicks colorway. It was inspired by them and it goes from a very, very light teal, which is almost the same color of blue as the hat I just finished, mm -hmm. and is goes all the way to a much darker teal. And then I striped that with Knitted Wit Bling, which is a sparkle yarn. It has Stellina in it. And that yarn, Knitted Wit Bling, was my very first ever Stitches purchase. So it was Stitches 2011 is when I bought this yarn, and it's been sitting in my stash ever since. It's awesome. It's so pretty and sparkly and so soft. And the Desert Vista Dye Works is equally soft, and that's been in my stash since 2012. So oh, wow. super nice to get these yarns actually knit up. They were a joy to knit with, and just watching this emerge was so much fun. The stripes change in width and thickness, and the skein of Desert Vista Dye Works was 
490 yards or something. It was a much bigger skein Mm -hmm. of fingering. And I knit some extra repeats in some sections so that I could use up all of the gradient because I wanted to see all the colors in the gradient. I didn't want to have a big chunk of yarn left. So I did modify by knitting some extra repeats. And then look, as I was blocking it, my bracelet caught and there's already a giant snag in the bottom somewhere. Oh, you can fix that. I know. (laughs) Oh, come on. As I was blocking it. So that's Spectrum by Hohi Locatelli. Super, super pretty. And we will, Charlene and I both owe you guys some finished object photos, but it's been too warm for those. Because the last thing I (laughs) finished is my trademark sweater, which was the testament I did for Yelena. And that's Yelena Dasher, Y. Malcolm on Ravelry. It's beautiful. It's so pretty. It's the mock turtleneck kind of fitted, not kind of fitted, fitted sweater. (laughs) And I did three quarter length sleeves. Her pattern calls for elbow length, but I always think that looks silly on me. So I did three quarter length and it's beautiful. It's so pretty. I used my neighborhood fiber company rustic fingering in the Mondamin colorway. And that was from Stitches 2014. So, I was going to say, are you going to bring that one to Stitches? I am. I you definitely am really going to wear that. to show Carita from yeah. Neighborhood Fiber Company. That was my plan, yeah. yeah. So I will wear that one at Stitches for sure. That's the only thing that I know for sure I'm going to wear at Stitches. So I still have to do my <laughs> whole, you know, look through the closet. Oh, I'll wear Ecuador, my Dragonfly Fibers Pixie. Nice. That Well, I want to get people's opinions on how I look in that colorway, too. Okay. So... Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Good plan. We're going to work in her booth on Saturday morning, so I'll probably wear that on Saturday. Yeah. Good plan. Yep, we'll see. Okay. So, got a lot lot of FOs, and I'm super excited about that. So, let's do a check-in on the self-indulgent knit-along. As of this morning, we have 108 finished projects. You guys are amazing. And let me see. I'm going to click over to our prize list, but my Ravelry page, oh, it's still loading. So, bear with me. So maybe I'll read the list later. For some reason, it's not loading. Okay. Let me tell you about our fourth anniversary t-shirts. I just wanted to mention one more time that Gail and I, in honor of our fourth anniversary, are having Yarniacs podcast t-shirts made. They're available in a dark gray with white print logo on the front, and they're available in women's sizing or unisex sizing. It's a, what else can I say? It's a tri-blend crew shirt made out of 50, 25, 25 polyester cotton rayon. So they're nice and soft. They're thin, but not too thin. You can, you don't have to wear a cami underneath, for example. Yeah, they're they're not see-through. Right, they're they're light, but they're not super, super heavy either, like the beefy tees. So they're kind of in between. And all the ordering information is on our website, our blog at yarniacs.com, and also in the Ravelry group. What we're doing is we're asking folks to go ahead and send us a PM on Ravelry. And once we get closer to the ordering date, we're going to keep orders open through the end of March. And once we get closer to that date, we're going to send out PayPal requests for you guys to PayPal the money to us, and then we're gonna order the t-shirts and then we're gonna send them out. So it'll be a couple weeks before you get your t-shirt from the time you pay us on PayPal, but you will get your shirt. (laughs) Yeah, they're super cute. And just a note about the sizing. So there's a picture 
on the blog and I think in our Ravelry group of mm-hmm. me, uh, a backshot wearing the large women's cut. So just a heads up, they do run kind of small. I have about a 36 inch bust and it's not snug on me exactly, but it certainly isn't roomy. So go ahead and take a look at that if you're interested, but that just gives you a heads up about what the sizing is. Yeah. So some discounts first. Brenda Castile is offering a 20% off any pattern from her Ravelry store through March 1st with the code YARNIAC, all uppercase. She is also offering $5 off in her Etsy store with the code GOODSTUFF5, all uppercase. And Wendy Whalen from Nitty Kitty Bags on Etsy is offering 25% off with the code YARN2016. Her bags are really cute. They're super cute. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. She has some great fabrics. And prizes. So these are all donations. You guys are so fantastic. Charlene and I haven't gone out and solicited a single prize. This is all you guys contacting either one of us saying, we would like to donate something for a prize. So thank you all so much. The first one is Zoe, who is Espresso Bean on Ravelry, and she's donating two handmade project bags. The second one is Kathy, who is Straight Fork on Ravelry from Straight Fork Farms Alpacas, and she's donating a skein of her yarn. Charlene and I both have a skein to test knit as well, so we're gonna be doing a review of that soon. Spencer Hill Yarn, who is Dyed by Barb. She's Blue Canary on Ravelry. She's donating a skein of yarn. Brenda Castile, the designer, is donating three patterns. Robbie, who is our moderator, Photo Knit Gal, she's donating the book Sock Architecture. We have an Erin Lane bag DPN holder that my wonderful mom donated, and it's really cute shrimp. Shrimp. <laughs> really cute <laughs> sheep print turned into shrimp. <laughs> I think it's almost time to be done recording. The next one, two patterns are donated by one of our listeners, Becky. She is green thumb on Ravelry. Charlene's still cracking up. Because I'm imagining a shrimp print. <laughs> a shrimp bag. Would, would it be like shrimps having cocktails? Or would it be shrimps as cocktails? <laughs> Or maybe both. Cocktail shrimp. <laughs> Shrimps eating shrimp cocktail. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're getting punchy here, you guys. It's later in the day than we usually record. <laughs> so two patterns by Becky, who is Green Thumb, and that's spelled G-R-E-E-N-E-T-H-U-M-B. She has super cute patterns. We have a sock. Here we go. I just can't talk. We have a project bag from Wendy of Nitty Kitty Bags on Etsy. We have a whole Varescent collection by Katie, who is Katinka on Ravelry. And that collection is like eight beautiful cowl and hat and mitt patterns. And we get to meet her at Stitches. And like I said, Paige, Faya PL on Ravelry, and she's Decapo Knits. She donated three patterns. And Alpaca Anna, one of our other awesome listeners who designed socks, she is donating one copy of her Astrid socks pattern, which I'm going to knit soon. They're super cute colorwork socks. And Aisley socks, which I need to get my colorwork socks, the gauge. You know, if you knit too tightly on colorwork on a sock, it's not going to go over your foot. So I need to really work on that technique before I knit her Aisley socks because they're more colorwork on the sock. So thanks again to all of those wonderful people who are donating prizes. And... Now, Cooperative Press Review. We have two books that we were going to review. 
Spilly Jane Knits Mittens and Cast, cast Iron Cast On. So do you want to go first? Sure. I took a look at the book Cast Iron Cast On from Cooperative Press by Becky Herrick and Callie Hastings, subtitled Cooking and Knitting Throughout the Seasons. And the book is really a little snapshot of seasonal Vermont. Both the authors are from Vermont. Each month starts with a brief synopsis of what the weather is like, what the growing conditions are like, and what some traditional activities are for people who live there, such as when is the when is the time that people start having outdoor events, that kind of thing. So you get a little flavor of Vermont That's cool. <laughs> in the book. It is cool. And what they do is they have a monthly pattern and a monthly cooking recipe. Some months may have two recipes and some months may have two patterns because I believe there is 16 patterns in all. Turn the page. Yes, 16 patterns, including a gift bag, two shawls, a cardigan, two pullovers, a vest, two short sleeve tops, a skirt, a tank top, a picnic basket, blanket, and napkins, an apron, a mitt and hat set, and then a unisex pullover. And they also have pictures of that one on a male model as well. And then a hat. So there's a little bit of everything that you can use or wear throughout the entire year. I'm quite fond of the shawls or the shawl for the first, I believe it's in the first season. It is called, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, lavendula or lavendula. But I, I want to say lavendula because that sounds really neat, but yeah, I don't know if that's proper. Sure. <laughs> but I have to say I'm a little bit intimidated by the fact that it calls for almost a thousand yards of yarn and the fact that the first instructional line calls for a cast on of a thousand and two stitches. Oh, <laughs> that does hurt. But it's really cute. It's a shawl with a built-in hood on the back. Oh. So you wrap this shawl around you and it's got this clean little ruffle on the bottom. Even without the hood, it's a really nice shawl. But then worn down the hood is extra warmth on your back and shoulders which i always love but you can also pull it up so how lovely would that be to wear that with a coat mm -hmm. to have that on and then have the option it starts to rain you can pull up your little hood i love it or your head gets cold yes <laughs> love it love it love it so that was one of the first first patterns that i noticed right off the bat second one was a layered lacy skirt called Lactuga. I believe that is one of the scientific names I think they said for a lettuce. I don't know which lettuce, maybe all lettuce. But the skirt is just little, it's got little layers it's around it. Tiered. Lace, yes, tiered. That's the word I was looking it's for. Very, very cute. The tears start right at your bum too, so that hopefully, what my thought was that since it's got the tears starting right there, you won't get knit fabric butt when you sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it takes on the shape of your butt when you right. stand up. Right, so I'm thinking with the, with the tears starting there, you won't get it. But it's very cute. 
Some of the recipes look really yummy. Uh, blueberry jam cobbler mm. comes to mind. That's definitely something that I would make. One of the funny things I've noticed is that even though the book is called Cast Iron, Cast On, there's only a couple recipes that are actually pictured in cast iron. Huh. So not everything, not every recipe calls for a cast iron dish or to be even cooked in a cast iron dish. There's recipe, in fact, one of them is for a beverage. So the recipes are kind of all different things. The first one I believe in the book is a chocolate, a oh, bark. It's bark, It's a, the, it starts out with the holiday season and so it's chocolate bark and the vodka drink, vodka treats, so different but it's really nice i think it's a fun book just for taking a little snapshot of life in vermont take a look at it if you're interested in at all in hearing about some vermont traditions some traditional vermont recipes they talk about being a local vor and searching out ingredients that come from and are produced locally both for their recipes and for the patterns in in terms of searching out fibers and they also mentioned that sometimes you can't find everything that you need nearby and they go beyond their local ingredients and local fibers at times to use fibers from other places in the united states so it's, it was a, it was a fun interesting little read and I've since looked up Lavandula, the shawl, and that is really beautiful. Isn't it? Oh, I love it. I could see <laughs> yeah. knitting that, but like you said, it's a thousand yards of worsted weight yarn. Yeah. So it's going to be big. Yeah, it's yeah. really pretty, though. Yeah, it is. And that must be the one that goes with the bark recipe because I see the I picture so. of the bark and it looks really good. <laughs> I think so. So, once again, that was Cast Iron, Cast On by Becky Herrick and Kaylee Hastings from Cooperative Press. And I reviewed Spilly Jane Knits Mittens. And first of all, I have to preface this by saying I love all of Spilly Jane's mittens. I've knit her flamingo ones. I've been wanting to knit the Swedish fish ones. She has the most beautiful colorwork mittens ever. And this book is no exception. And it has an intro by Kate Davies, who is very famous a knitwear designer and the intro by Spilly Jane herself is super cute. She talks about falling in love with the Latvian mittens and the fact that they're color work and how she didn't even know how to knit with color work when she saw her first pair and fell in love and learned how to do color work. And she, one of her very first designs, maybe it was her second, she saw a wrought iron scroll type of railing and thought wouldn't that be pretty as a colorwork mitten so she went off and designed some colorwork mittens that looked like the scroll work so i love things like that where you just you basically get bitten so hard by a certain technique or style or something that it's what you want to do and she does it exceedingly well so the book has lots of good preceding information on mittens and yarn choice and styles and things like that so it gives you a lot of information up front. She also talks about the peasant thumb, which is basically an afterthought thumb, 
which means that you would knit the mitten and you would put in scrap yarn where you want the thumb to be when you're done with the mitten, both fingerless mitts and regular mittens. You can then take the scrap yarn off, you pick up those stitches and you knit a thumb. So it basically sticks out from the side of your mitten. It's kind of less anatomical. And then the second thumb type is the gusset thumb. And then she also talks about how you can convert one to the other. So if the pattern has a peasant thumb, you can convert that to a gusset if that's your preference. I really like gusset thumbs. I think that they look nicer and they fit me much better. You know, mm -hmm. that peasant thumb doesn't really fit where your thumb naturally extends from your hand. It doesn't just jut out. It grows out from your hand, kind of, if that makes sense. She also has some really good designer tips in here. So I for sure am going to be using some of these designer tips. For example, for a seamless gusset line, be sure to keep your increases and the first and last stitch of the gusset in the main color yarn. So that would kind of help avoid some of the jogs that you can get in color work. She uses a lot of different types of yarn that are easy to get. So Knit Picks Palette Yarn. If you've not seen this yarn, it's a fingering weight yarn and they have probably 60 colors to choose from. So it's affordable and if you want to try color work for the first time, it's a really good option. And she also uses some more expensive yarns there. Some of these yarns I have in my stash, like Jameson's Shetland. I have some of that in my stash, so mm. I think I might be using that. I knit the Selbu Modern oh, yeah. beret with that and I still have some of that in my stash left over. Let's see, she talks about dealing with ends because some of these you're going to have a lot of ends to deal with when mm -hmm. you're done. So Lots of tutorials, that was the other thing. Really step-by-step -step tutorials for how to do each thumb. So there's a picture with each one that's really clear. So if you're intimidated at all, if you haven't done mitts or mittens before and you're intimidated by the thumb, she makes it as easy as easy can be. Just an aside about Jane, aka Spilly Jane, she owns an African gray parrot named oh, Earl. She? Yeah, Aww. and I have an African gray parrot. and. I found this out because I followed her on Twitter and Earl will sometimes talk on Twitter and Earl and Nani have conversed on Twitter before, which oh, I thought was fun. funny. <laughs> that is funny. The other thing she had in her kind of the, the preceding part of the book before the patterns, she talks about duplicate stitching in fixing mistakes in color work. So if you've done color work before, you're following a, a chart that shows you what color to knit for each stitch. And I just finished the Wonder Wander hat that I talked about and I blew it and got to a part of the pattern and knit the wrong row. So I had the whole color work was off. Hmm. So I went back because it wasn't just one small area. In my case, it was I blown it and had to rip back. But she says in these mittens, you can have a place where you've just basically made a mistake in a small area. Well, if you want, you can rip it back. That's an option. If you want, you can ignore it and just say it's a handmade <laughs> item, which is an option. It's a feature, not exactly. a bug. <laughs> but she also talks about how you can use duplicate stitching to stitch those areas oh. to fix it. So you're actually using a needle with yarn and stitching over the top of your knitwork hmm. so that you can fix those little spots and make them look right if that's your preference. So mm -hmm. I thought that that was super valuable information too yeah. because I'd never thought of that. Yeah. It seems now it seems pretty obvious, but um, she gives color picture instructions on how to do that. So that's nice. fantastic. 
And then the patterns are super cute. She has super simple striped patterns that have a peasant thumb, which are probably some of the easiest fingerless mitts you could ever knit. She has patterns for every size, patterns, I'm sorry. She has charts, color charts for every size. So she makes it very easy. And some of my favorite patterns in the book are the cupcake mittens, which are little cupcakes. Not the easiest thing you'll ever knit probably because there are multiple colors involved and that would mean a lot of different ends to knit in. So just a heads up, but they are adorable. She has another one called Nougat, which is again, multiple colors on a, well, even the background color changes on this one. Like Nougat is like these little, they look like little flowers. Super cute. And one is called, let me see if I can pronounce the name, Potoski or Potoski. They're apparently little fossils that wash up on the shores of Lake Michigan, I think it is. And they're just super cute little round shapes. And it's really cute, just two colors. So it would just be two colors that you're knitting the whole time. So it would probably be very easy. You wouldn't have to wrap your floats because there's doesn't look like there's ever more than three stitches in a row of a single color. So it would be very easy to knit. And they're just simple. They're not too cutesy or whimsical, but they're still pretty color work. So just super cute patterns. Go check them out. I highly recommend it. And then she has some, some more funky like Art Nouveau kinds and their penguin mitts that are super cute. <laughs> so super cute patterns. I really like it. And like I said, I've always liked Spilly Jane. I love looking at her patterns. She just, she's clever. She does clever things with color and I really like it. And you guys know how I feel about color and color work. So nice. I highly recommend the book and that's Spilly Jane Knits Mitts. And like I said, 16 different patterns in there. Awesome. So the good news is that we're giving away a copy of each of these books. Yes. So we will open threads when this episode goes live. If you want the book, go ahead and pop into the corresponding thread and tell us your favorite pattern from the book. And then we will draw before our next recording and we are going to be much better at announcing winners. <laughs> so I have winners for the last episode. We had two giveaways and the two giveaways were... The Hearts of Flame pattern by Jen Sheelan with the remaining Woolmise Pure yarn in Hertzblatt that I had, the red yarn. And we had numbers two through 36 and the winner was number 19, who is KN2. And she chats frequently in our group and I know she's local. Yeah. Hopefully we get to meet her at Stitches, but I don't know her first name and she's never used it and it's not in your Ravelry profile. So get in touch with us. Um, please contact me because I have that yarn that I can either give you at Stitches if you're going to be there or send you in the mail. Yay. And I'll get Jen in touch with you to send you the Hearts of Flame pattern. Thanks again, Jen, for sponsoring that. Appreciate it a lot. And the second is the wool and wire jewelry bracelet and stitch markers. And before we talk about the winners, Charlene and I forgot to mention the adorable wooden needle sizers that Alana sent to us. So she sent us the jewelry and these adorable wooden stitch mark or needle sizers. So Charlene took the hedgehog and I took the sheep. And it's funny because I needed one of these. I have the, uh, what is the name of, it's not Clover, it's the other one, Susan the metal Bates. one. Susan Bates. <laughs> that is the little 
gauge counter and needle sizer on the same thing. I have one of those and it's all bent up and thrashed and I really wanted the cute wooden one and Alana sent them because she's wonderful. So she sells these in her shop as well. And the thing I have to mention that I really liked about this is that on the smaller sizes, she has the in U.S. sizes, the zero, the one, the one and a half, mm -hmm. the two, the two and a half, and then the three. A lot of the needle sizers just have the U.S. sizes, which often skip the two, the U.S. 2.5, which is the three millimeter, or the U.S. 1.5, 1.5, which is the 2.5 millimeter. So if you're like me and you tend to use a lot of those needle sizes that are the in-between sizes but are right on the millimeter sizes, that's where this comes in really useful. I totally agree <laughs> with that because I, now that I'm knitting socks, I use a U.S. size zero, mm -hmm. but I have needles in various ranges right. that I use for hats it's, and things like that. Exactly. And I can't, I don't yeah. know, is this a one or yeah. a one and a half? Exactly. And it's crazy. So those, that is one of the really nice features about it, aside from it being adorable and cute. Yeah. <laughs> and these are from Katrinkle's yes. Knitting Jewelry. Yes. And you can get them through Alana's store, which is again, nevernotknitting.com. And they're adorable. So the hedgehog is a rectangle with a laser cut hedgehog and all the laser cut needle sizes and mine is shaped like a sheep and it's just so cute they they're really just are. fun and whimsical and i think there are other ones on her side as I well i think so too yeah it's not just the sheep and hedgehog yeah. so thank you for those alana and the winner for the bracelet and the stitch markers Numbers 2 through 88, the winner was number 24, who is Holiday or Terry, who is one of the most frequent chatters in our group. So when I saw that number, I was over the moon excited, Terry. <laughs> and Terry said that she would have, she would pick the scissors fob of the woolen wire set. Oh, that was super cool. cute. It is really cute. And I think, Terry, I think you're going to love this. I think you so, are too. I'm super happy that yeah. you got it. I would have been happy no matter who won, but <laughs> it's always fun when it's someone who's, you feel like you know them because they've that, chatted yeah. so much. Yeah. So congratulations, Terry. Congratulations, KN2. So again, KN2, please contact me, Gailey Whaley. And Terry, please contact Charlene, Knitter Ninja Shar. And we will send those out in the mail and do what we need to get them to you. And again, thank you so much to Alana for showering us with gifts for sponsoring the podcast and just being a wonderful designer in general. <laughs> so this episode, we're shooting to release it a day early, which will be Thursday, February 18th, which is the start of Stitches West. And if you are going to Stitches West and you happen to hear this before the event, I just want to reiterate that we will be at the... Dragonfly Fibers booth on Saturday morning. Morning. We will be at the Western Sky Knits booth on Friday afternoon. One o'clock. One o'clock. We will be having a little podcast get together along with Barb and Tracy of the two Knit Lit Chicks on Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. in the bar area of the Hyatt. Hyatt. 
Hotel, which is connected to the Santa Clara Convention Center where the event is being held. So you don't even need to go outside. You just walk down the big long corridor. You end up in the big room with all the knitters. Look for us <laughs> and we would love to see you there. And if you see us just walking the floor, please do say hi. We will be easy to spot this year because Anne made us the most beautiful <laughs> yes. bags that have the Yarniax logo, which she cut out of Ultra Suede and stitched onto the side yeah. of the bags. They are just amazing. 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 So you will see us and know us by our bags, <laughs> and hopefully you will come and say hi. So thank you so much for listening. This was a huge treat for me to record yeah. today. It really made my we day We both really awesome. needed it. So thank you so much for listening. Oh, one other thing I wanted to say. Boston Mama 3, who is another great contributor in our group, she started a video podcast. And she's awesome. She's completely <laughs> awesome. She's funny. She's charming. She's eloquent. Watching her was just such a huge treat. So wonderful. thank you, Lori. That was wonderful. And I hope everyone goes to check her out. Yay. She's totally worth the time. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Happy, Happy knitting. knitting. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniax or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.